Hello and a welcome to Younger Dumb. Thank you guys for coming. I'm very excited to have you guys. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Vivica and I'm a PT student. And my name's Aaron and I'm an OT student. Wait, you guys have to say what PT and OT stand for. Oh, okay. Are we doing it again? No, just say it. Uh, PT (laughs) stands for physical therapy. And OT stands for occupational therapy. Welcome to Younger Dove. My name's Marianna, and I'm interested in learning a variety of topics. But the thing is, I'm not much of a reader. Join me as I interview a mix of people in different careers or topics to see if I'm just new to adulting and haven't learned this stuff yet, or if I should have known this information already. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to have you. So why don't you guys, um, one at a time, explain what, Vivica, you explain what physical therapy You explain what PT is, and then Erin, you explain what OT is. Okay. So physical therapy just works to get people moving, and it focuses on, like, improving a patient's ability to move their body. So that could be, like, running, jogging, maybe just even stretching, different stuff that you're just moving. And occupational therapy helps people get back to the things that they need and want to do in their everyday life. So we focus on function and regaining like a sense of independence. Perfect. Thank you. So then why don't you guys tell me how each of you knew you wanted to go into your specific fields? Um, I knew that I wanted to do physical therapy because I was an athlete growing up. So, you know, I had several injuries Um, I've seen lots of teammates go through injuries and just seen the line of um, care that they go through. And I knew that I didn't want to be an athletic trainer just because of the work schedule. Um, Occupational therapy was a little bit away from like the athletic and movement side of things. And so physical therapy really just put me right where I want to be. I can choose to work with athletes. I can choose to work with um, geriatric patients, pediatric, there's a variety of folks that I could work with to move. Um, for me, occupational therapy felt like a very creative field. Uh, you can have somebody with like three different people with the same injury and you will be doing something different with every single one of them. So I just wanted something that you wouldn't be doing the same thing every day. And I felt like occupational therapy would give me that opportunity. Cool. Thank you guys for that. So then why don't you go ahead and explain your schooling or like what kind of degrees you guys have to obtain to get your degrees? Um, To become a physical therapist, you have to graduate from an accredited program of physical therapy. So right now um, the programs are doctorate programs. So doctorate of physical therapy. And you also have to have a four year bachelor's degree before you can go to your DPT program. So with your bachelor's degree, does it have to be in something specific or can it be a bachelor's degree in anything? It can be a bachelor's degree in anything. And then you're gonna have prerequisites, which are classes that you need to have a foundation in, in order to apply for your DPT. So a lot of prereqs are gonna be biology, chemistry, anatomy, some kind of physiology, things along those lines, but your bachelor's can be in art, 
or finance or anything like that, as long as you get your other coursework. And what was your bachelor's degree in? Exercise science. And I like to point out that I knew that, but I was asking for the sake of the podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm a good friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and how long was your, your, um, your doctorate program? Um, so my program is about two and a half years. So I started August of 2022 and I'll be done in May of 2025. Is that how all the programs are or just yours? Um, so that's probably about average, but each program is going to be a little bit different. My program also has class throughout the summer. You might see some programs that are a little bit longer, but they don't have class in the summer. So it really just depends. Mm-hmm. And what made you choose your program? Um, my program is a very highly competitive program. It's one of the top in the nation. And I knew that I could learn a lot from them and really grow as an individual and grow with the career, get some good networking. Nice. Well, congrats to getting into that school. Thank Aaron, you. what is your degree? What is your program like? So my degree is a master's of science in occupational therapy. And it's a two and a half year program as well. And just like Vivica said, you have to get a, a four year undergraduate degree before you can get into the master's program. For is it also with any kind of degree? Yeah, any degree. Um, my degree was health communication. Okay. What, did they have classes that kind of helped you prepare for that? Yeah, we also have to take prerequis- prerequisites, which is pretty much the same exact ones that Vivica said. They're very much like anatomy. Uh, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So then your master's program, how long is it? It's a two and a half year program as well. I think they're trying to move it down to a two year program, but ours is two. So with your two and a half years, is it also like over the summer or you have summers off? No, ours is also over the summer. Okay. So is it like constant classes like I know like in undergrad, you can like choose when you have class. So you have class from like nine to 10 and then you have a break and then you might have class at like two o'clock again. Is it like that where you can kind of pick or is it like a set schedule, like kind of like a job where it's like nine to five? Um, It's a set schedule, but not a nine to five necessarily. I'd say my longest day this semester is I have class from one to 8 p.m. So six hours, but there's some days that we just have class for three hours. Mm. Vivica, what about you? Um, It really depends on the day. Um, Right now we're transitioning into longer days. So twice a week we have class from 8 a.m., 5 p.m. But it really just depends. Sometimes you might get a class that's canceled or something. So the day might be a little shorter. What do you, do you guys have where you go to places? You know what I'm trying to say? Clinicals. You have clinicals? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Aaron, why don't you go ahead and explain your clinical process? So we have three level one field work, which is one day a week for six hours. So we had one in like physical health, mental health, and pediatrics. And then over... Um, so this is my last semester of classes. So over the summer and then next fall, we'll have two level two field works. And that's a full-time job, pretty much 40 hours 
a week for 12 weeks and then another 40 hours a week for 12 weeks so 24 weeks total you get paid for those no that kind of is un unfortunate <laughs> do you get to at least pick where you go like do they give you certain places that you can choose from and then you get to choose or you don't get to choose at all um they give you options and then you get to rank it from like one to five and they kind of choose from there do they give you like um a certain area or they can literally send you anywhere uh they can send you anywhere mm. and, uh, Do you know we, where you're going yes i'm gonna i'm going to a outpatient hospital and then a school-based close to this area yeah. oh that's good that's good vivica what about you uh yes so my program also has clinicals our clinicals are split into two six-week clinicals and then two 16-week clinicals. Um, and they want you to be like a well-rounded clinician by the time you graduate. So they want you to get experience in with, you know, pediatrics. They want you to get inpatient. So like in a hospital, like acute care, outpatient. You could even do like a sports clinic, but they want you to get different kinds like a variety mm -hmm. I guess I should have asked you guys this before but like what's your like end goal like what's your like dream job within each of your fields um I'm still trying to figure out exactly where I want to work but I think it would be cool maybe in 10 to 15 years to be do kind of consultation for businesses on ergonomics and just work safety um, one of our, our professors had an example of there was a lot of people coming into their clinic from this one factory, all with the same injury. Mm -hmm. So she went to that uh, place of work, did like a whole assessment and kind of figured out what was causing that issue mm, and why like those people research? were getting injured. Um, it's kind of like research, but it's like helping that uh, that place of work be better and to help the people that work there not get injured. Oh, Yeah. Okay. Fun. Vivica, end goal. Um, I my end goal obviously be a physical therapist. Um, I don't want to work in an acute setting. I feel like there's just a lot going on all the time there. What is acute? Acute is gonna be like short term injury. So maybe you had a surgery, and they're most likely gonna be in the hospital still. So you have a lot of cords to manage. Um, you're gonna have people that probably have multiple conditions. Um, you're gonna work with a lot of other healthcare professionals and things like that. Um, also, there's just so many like noises in hospitals and stuff. Mm -hmm. Something's always beeping or this alarm is going <laughs> on or off. So um, I'd rather work in like an outpatient clinic and I just haven't decided if I wanna do like a sports clinic or just your regular outpatient clinic where I could see patients within different populations. Mm -hmm. Okay. So can you guys tailor your clinicals? Well, I guess you said they wanted you to be well-rounded. So you couldn't like choose to continually go to like a sports place to just build your experience doing that. They like require you to get all of them. You have to get exposed to all of them at some point. So I know we do have the option where there's some locations that might have a mix. So 
you could have an inpatient slash outpatient mix. So then you might see inpatients and you might get some of that acute experience. And then you might see outpatient where that's, for me, that would be more enjoyable, you know, so you could get a mix. It just depends on, you know, your location. Mm-hmm. And that's the same for us, but they want us to get a mix. That's why I, we have like three level th- ones all in different areas. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like appreciate that? Do you guys like that? Or are you I think, think so. like a waste? No, I appreciate it. I feel like you learn so much from different settings, even if it's not like your um, the setting that you want the most, you know, you still have so much that you can gain from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like too, you might go into one thing and you don't like it and then you end up do liking it. So then it's like good that you went, you know? Mm-hmm. So right now, both of you guys are still in classroom settings, right? Or no? Yeah. Uh, right now I'm in class. Like this is my last semester of classes, but I do have field work one day a week. Oh, okay. So that kind of answers my question. I was going to ask, what are your, how much are you guys hands-on or is it like a lot of book work and studying? Like, how would you describe the course settings? You want to go first? Okay. Um, yeah. So right now I'm just mostly in the classroom. So we're going to go to class every day. We got, you know, textbooks. We have a lot of pre-class material. So that's going to be, you know, reading articles, watching videos to prepare for what we're going to do in class with our professors and like our classmates. And a big thing for us in semester two is really starting to apply our clinical reasoning. So we're going to do a lot of stuff where they're going to give you a little bit of information and you have to tie it together somehow just using the knowledge that you know about this condition or that condition and just bring it all together. And then occasionally we'll do um, some experiences where we might go off campus and we might have real patients that we're interacting with just to see how we're doing with our skill set. Our first year was very much all book work and in the classroom and then as we gotten farther into the program it's been more and more application so uh it was just just like foundation classes like almost every class had the title foundations in it and then we did like case study classes where we would go and do a case study like every class on a specific client and then we've been going out into the community more we've gone to uh, a senior living facility we've gone to schools and then recently uh just yesterday, we did a splinting lab with uh, students. So they're Girl Scouts and they came in and we did uh, splints on them as like a real world application. Is that like wrapping the hand? Um, we don't wrap the hand. It's like a hard splint. So it like kind of immobilizes the hand. So they were like in this position. Do you guys feel nervous like doing stuff on people? Yeah, but that nervousness will go over time. Yeah, I mean, I guess like practice makes perfect. Yeah, I know for us too, we have integrated lab once a week last semester. And then this semester we have it twice a week. So anything we learned in the classroom, we apply it in lab and then we do skills checks. So the skills skills checks are you and a partner and then like one faculty member. And so sometimes you're doing the skills on the partner 
but sometimes depending on what the skill is, you might have to do it on the faculty. And I think those things really help prepare us for when we start to go out and do stuff with the community for our experiences. Do you feel like when you guys go out and you're doing things on the community that they're like nervous because you're not like fully like licensed is licensed the word? Um, yeah, yeah, licensed. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like people are more like hesitant? Like for me, I don't care. Like when I'm sick, I'll ask you guys questions. I will take I will take whatever you say seriously. One, because I'm not going to go to my actual doctor and I trust you guys. But that's because like I know you. But like when like, do you just feel like when you go out, like did were the Girl Scouts scared of like getting this done or were they just like, oh, yeah, OK. No, they had a great time. Uh, <laughs> I told one of the Girl Scouts we were getting graded on that and she was shocked and so amazed by that fact. I think because, especially with adults working with them in the like real world, I don't think they're nervous because um, as OTs, I would assume it's the same for PTs, but we can't diagnose anything. So we can't tell them that this is wrong with you or like, we can't tell them to take this medicine if you're hurting. But uh, based on the knowledge we've learned and like what occupational therapy does, we can provide information for them. Because mm. like that, the stuff we've been doing more in the like out in the real world has been more educational things than actual like rehab. Mm -hmm. I think I could agree with that too, like more educational based because last semester we did something where we went to um, a church where they had a foster grandparents program. So basically people that are in the elderly community would foster a child and they would just kind of be like an extra grandparent to them. And so what we did was we met up with those foster grandparents and we just practiced like our interviewing skills, asking them about like past medical history, current history, um, any aches and pains and stuff. And it was really interesting because as a student, I thought that those foster grandparents were helping me out but one of the grandparents said to us that we were helping them out. Like we were helping them address what's going on and what they could be doing better to stay active. So I don't think they were nervous. I think they, they were happy for us to be there and we were happy for them to be there to help us with our skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see it both ways. Like I said, I know you guys, so I'll listen to you. But I feel like if it was maybe a stranger that I didn't know, I'd be like, eh, I don't know about you, but I guess, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. So when you guys chose your programs or when you guys were just looking at what programs you wanted to go into, how did you choose your schools? Like, were there red flags that other schools had or programs had, or how did you just go about choosing the ones that you guys are in? Um, I chose, I wanted to uh, travel, uh, like be able to commute, not travel. I wanted to be able to commute to school. I was going to say, if you uh, wanted to travel, you chose the wrong I school. I chose the wrong school. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be able to commute because I wanted to stay close and it saves a little bit more money. But also I wanted to make sure I went to an accredited university because um, you can go to a non-accredited OT school, but then you can't really sit for your license until what, they get accredited. What is the test like that you have to take? Um, 
you there's know. like we're gonna be taking a practice one at the end of april oh and they told us not to study for it so but i think there's like three different uh sections of multiple choice questions and then there's like case scenarios so i think you have to like watch some videos and then see what you would do in those aspects you have to like go into a testing location or it's like online so you could just take we have it. to go to a testing location do they have like um like in i don't know what they would be called like in person like do they have a person there pretending to have an injury and you have to fix them no or i think it's like an all it's an all like paper test oh okay mm -hmm. because when you sit for your exam like your boards you've already graduated from your accredited university so you can assume that you already have the hands-on skills so mm -hmm. that exam is really just focused on your content knowledge mm -hmm. what made you choose your school i know you said it was a really good school but were there other schools that you were looking at that just had bad things about it um so i wouldn't say there were any schools that had bad things about them but um i did want to stay close to home just to save on money but um those schools didn't want me so, <laughs> um but you didn't I have to say that you could have said they all wanted you but you went to one of the best ones in the country that's what you could have said well there was one that i was waitlisted for and then i had already committed to the school i'm going to now by the time i found out that they were accepting me but then another university that accepted me they were a hybrid program and so when I made the decision between the school that I'm at now and that hybrid program, I think I learned better sitting in the classroom, doing hands on stuff like every day. And that's like that facilitates my learning a lot better than if I was, you know, 90% online by myself mm -hmm. and only 10% doing hands on skills. Yeah. What is the test like that you have to take? Um, it's similar to what Aaron takes. So we just take the national physical therapy exam. And um, once you graduate from your program or near graduation, you'll get the information how to sign up for that. And then you just come in, you take it like a regular exam. Um, my university is really good at kind of giving us a glimpse of questions that we might be able to see on there, or just like wording them in a way that they would be worded on that exam to make sure that we're prepared. Mm -hmm. is it once you guys take the test in illinois is your license only good in illinois or can you go to other states um, my license would be from my knowledge is only good in illinois i know right now they are trying to pass something in congress to try to get it to be everywhere that i could go anywhere i want and still practice but there's different like laws and how OT can practice in different states. Yeah, I was going to say, is it really different? Because I feel like everybody's body is the same in every state, so it shouldn't that it like, shouldn't change. It might be different, like something that would be considered occupational therapy here might not be considered occupational therapy in a different state or mm -hmm. something like that. Or they just wouldn't cover it in that state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's how it is for physical therapy as well. You take your boards in the state that you want to practice in, and you can always choose to move out of state later, but then, you know, you get recertified and you go through the process of like 
you know, being certified in whichever state you're moving to. So you wouldn't have to like go back to school and get another degree. You would just have to retake the test if you move out of state. I don't know the exact process to do it, but you're going to have to do something. But obviously, if you already practice in one state, you've got that experience and it, you probably take some variation of that exam. But don't quote me on that. You guys are going to be rich. I don't know. You don't know? Why are you saying that. you don't know? Not rich, well paid, I would say, yeah. <laughs> I am pretty sure you're going to be rich. I do know PTs tend to make more than OTs, though. I know that for a fact. I think you're both going to be pretty good. That's all I'm saying. But either way, just remember, I've known you guys forever. So I want a Tesla. Okay. Um. <laughs> We'll have to pool for that one. <laughs> I only need one. So if you guys need to go half and half, I'm fine with it. You know? Um, yeah, Aaron and I will discuss amongst ourselves and okay. we'll see you. After the podcast, we'll talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know it's not going to be anytime soon. You guys have to finish school and like um, get jobs and just get established. You know, like it, it doesn't have to be anytime soon, but just know I'll be expecting it. Okay. <laughs> this is what my question read what is one thing you would be different do you guys get it what is one thing <laughs> that's on the list yeah what is one thing you would be different <laughs> i meant to say which number is it <laughs> 11 11 i Am meant I to say what is one thing you would want to be different like maybe about your program or just like the time frame of your PT slash OT career. Mm -hmm. That's not what I wrote. I said, what is one thing you would be different? So go ahead, Vivica. What is it? One thing you would be different? Um, I wish I was a little bit shorter. <laughs> <laughs> you like your height. Don't lie. No, when I was five, eight, that was a good height. That was a good height for me. I could still reach things on the top shelf. I could still find some decently heighted men, but 5'10 is pushing it. You can still find tall men. But all the tall boys are mean or lazy. But they're tall. <laughs> what, I, what I want a tall man to sit in my big house and eat up all my food for? Because he's he's tall, so... <laughs> What is one thing you would want to be different about your PT career? Um, if I had to choose one thing to be different about my PT journey. Um, You'd be closer to home. I don't mind being away from home because- That is I, kind of rude. I'm sorry, no offense to you, <laughs> but I feel like I would have like a lot of distractions and stuff, you know? That's I got true. several siblings living at home then I got you, like, you'd probably be asking me to come out and, and do stuff, you know? Very so, yes. like, being away from home, you know, I have my friends here, but my friends here are also in my program, and they understand that, you know, we need to take a step back, and we really just need to focus on class. Mm -hmm. I think it would be hard to explain that to folks at home. I get you. So it's not that you would move closer to home? No. 
Okay. Well, I wish it was like a little bit easier, but at the same time, like you need the challenge to make sure like you really understand the skills, the knowledge so that you can be a good clinician. So it's like, I don't really know what I would want to be different. You can move on to Aaron. Okay, Aaron, what is a one, what did I say? What is one thing you would be different? I wish I was a little bit taller. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you two and a half inches. Oh, well, that would put me at 5'11 and a half. That's a good height for you. No, but he can't be too tall because then Marissa's going to look super short. People do that all that the time. That's fine. <laughs> but one thing I wish would be different about the program, I guess, is a little bit nitpicky is I wish we didn't do as many like simulations on each other. Because Why? isn't that good practice? It is, but I think it's hard for us who are learning about medical conditions to pretend to have a medical condition while the other person is pretending to be an OT while learning to be an OT just makes it hard sometimes for all the information to connect. That does make sense. It probably would get a little bit complicated. Because like, as an example, there was a guy, there was a guy at Fieldwork that had a stroke and he was very tight, like spastic. Me, you, Vivica, we can never pretend enough to know what that actually feels like. Like no matter how tight you like try to get your muscles, you'll never get it as tight as it that guy's arm felt. So it's like sometimes you don't get like the full scope of the practice. But I understand that we're in school and we don't have access to people with uh, injuries all the time. But. I literally have problems all the time. And um, Vivica's in another state, so she can't help. But Aaron, anytime I have an issue, I'll let you know. And um, you can diagnose me because I'm not ever going to go to a real doctor. So Technically, I can't, but I can give you advice. No, you can diagnose me and I won't <laughs> tell anyone. Um, I trust you, like I said earlier. So, yeah. Um, one thing that you guys tried talking about off camera, which was kind of rude to the podcast listeners, <laughs> um, if you guys have continuing education. So why don't you talk about that? Yes. Um, for occupational therapy, I think once we get our uh, like pass it and get our license. We don't have, we have to get continuing like education in three years. And then it's every two years we have to renew our license after that. And I'd be lying, but I think it's somewhere between 31 and 36 continuing education. I don't know the exact number, but it's somewhere in there every two years. What counts as continuing education? Like taking courses or just like actively working? Taking courses, uh, getting new areas of knowledge, going to the annual conference, some of those kind of continuing education. Mm -hmm. Luca, do you have continuing education? Um, yeah, so PT also has continuing education. Um, I'm pretty sure for PT, you have to get it every year. I wanna say for physical therapy, you need 20 hours every year. And then for physical therapy assistance, you need 10 hours um, and those are gonna be from, you know, you can get recertified for like CPR that could go towards continuing education. Um, if you get a new certificate- that? CPR training? CPR yes. certified? Yeah, you gotta stay updated with that. Um, you never know what's gonna happen with a patient. You gotta be ready for it. 
Um, we also have like where you can get other little certifications within your PT scope of practice. So like dry needling is something that I mentioned earlier. That would be a continuing education. So you go to get your certification for that and, you know, say you get two or three hours to go towards your continuing education. Mm. You know what I didn't realize? Basically anywhere I go that I'm not going by myself, I'm mostly with people who are CPR certified. So like if I ever just start choking, like I'm getting through it because I don't hang out with that many people, but the people I do hang out <laughs> with are CPR certified. That's so if like, we choose to help you. You wouldn't help me? Depends on the day. <laughs> you literally just said that on video. So if I ever die, if I ever get <laughs> murdered, it's because of it. No, I'm kidding. You know, I would save you. <laughs> You're just saying that to cover your tracks now. But no, no, I actually mean it. I mean it. I'd save you. <laughs> okay. But yeah, a lot of people I know are CPR certified. So I'm, I'm safe. You know? It's a good skill to have, you know, and I would recommend it. Like, like if you plan on having children and a things like that. From now. I think it's it's worth having the skill. I'll look into it. Okay, last question before we get into some trivia. What is the job probability or percentage of you guys getting a job like right out of school? Like, is it high demand or is it going to take some time? Do you guys know? Um, I would say 100% probability of finding a job outside of school. Like right away? Yeah, there are some areas where occupational therapy is like saturated, but because the baby boomers are getting older, uh, there's the demand is rising. I think it's about the same for PT and OT. I think it's about 20, between 20 and 30% growth expected in the next 10 to 20 years. Yeah, um, I could agree with that. About 20%, which is way faster than you would see in other occupations. So is it... Are there lots of programs to accommodate the need for like this growth or is it like they're desperate for people? Um, I think, again, it depends on the area. I've talked to a hospital. I won't tell, say which one, but they were kind of desperate for OTs. They were saying that the OTs kind of had all the negotiating power because they needed them. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure exactly how it is now because I'm not in the job market yet. But mm-hmm. everything I've read that it, it's like expected to grow and they're going to need more. And there's also more research about occupational therapy in the hospital um, spending. Um, there's a research study out there that says more hospital spending on occupational therapy actually lowers readmission to the hospital. So those uh, people in the hospital getting OT are being re- readmitted less. Mm-hmm. You said that you've had multiple, well, like you go in weekly to like clinicals, right? Uh, me, yeah. And I lied, it's 14% for OT, but that's much faster than average. Mm. Have you gone to the same place over and over again, or are you going to different places? I'm going to the same place. I'm at a therapeutic day school right now, so I go there once a week. Would you want to get a job there when you graduate or no? Um, I'm still trying to see if I want to work with kids or not. It's a lot different working with kids for one day a week than every day of the week. And forever. Yeah. 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 I get you. Cool. 
Before we get into trivia, do you guys have anything else you want to add that I didn't ask about? Not necessarily. Okay. So, because you guys have different, like, classes and stuff, um, I just looked up body part trivia. Because okay. that should be something you guys can both answer, right? This is oh. something that I said I needed more of. Uh, body part trivia? Work on. So, well, You're putting this is a good study. No, I'm not putting you on the spot. If you watch my podcast, you would know that there's trivia. But like you're challenging my anatomy knowledge though. I am. So let's see. We're on Zoom. Yeah. Is there like a raise the hand feature? Um there or is, is that extra? There are there are. Yeah. At the bottom. Oh, we're using that for sure. Okay. So whoever <laughs> can I see who raises it first though? You see my hand? Yeah. Okay, now put him down. And now, Aaron, you raise your hand first. Oh, sorry. Oh, wait. No, it goes in order. So I'll be able to see who raises their hand first, okay? Okay. I'll just keep my hand raised. No, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so their body part trivia. When I'm reading normal trivia for people, I get the words completely wrong. But now I'm reading scientific words so just bear with me okay this seems this is easy okay the words are easy i don't know if the question is easy have there been any body parts you guys haven't learned about like any i should maybe stay away from i say just go for it just go okay. for it. we'll see we'll do 10 questions best out of 10 wins okay let me check. Both hands are down. In what part of the body can you find the stapedum, the smallest human skeletal muscle? Aaron. Um, my guess is the ear, but I think that's wrong. You're correct. Girl, can you? <laughs> the way that you said it, I was like, I don't know what you're asking about. Yeah, I can't. I can't say these words. I just, okay. I just told you. <laughs> I know, but that like threw me off. I'm like, oh God, I've never heard well, that one before. <laughs> In which part of the body will you find the pterosaur bones? Um, feet. Yes. Oh, you meant tarsals? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I can't read, okay? <laughs> I'm screaming because like, I know what a tarsal bone is. I don't know what a pterosaur bone is. Well, you should, you should know what I'm saying easier than what Aaron than Aaron. I talk I to you way more than I talk to Aaron. Just because we talk, don't mean I be having you say bone. <laughs> you, you don't listen to me. That's what you're saying. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> that was that's easy money. That question. Okay. This is easy. I would know the answer to this one, okay? What C word describes the lower end of the uterus, which allows the baby to pass from the womb into the birth canal? Yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want to say? It was fun. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah this was interesting. I learned some stuff about OT. Mm-hmm. Me too. 
and I learned mm -hmm. some stuff about PT. We've never worked with PTs in my program. So. No? Oh, yeah, because your school doesn't have PT. They're working on it. Maybe next year. Do you guys interact with each other, like, in the work field? Like, in in normal adult jobs? Yeah. You guys could work at the same place. Maybe. Have to see. Only time will tell. True. I feel like he wants to do something different than I want to do. So yeah, I, I got I got yeah. that vibe too. I don't. Yeah. Think so, but maybe one of us might be kind of sad if you see us at the same place. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um. Cool. Well, thank you guys for coming. Um. I really appreciate you guys being here. And um. Good luck in school. I hope neither of you guys drop out. And I hope you both pass. <laughs> I hope you both pass your um exams when it comes to that time in a year and a half when you both a year and a half? A year? Two years? I have um, two years, so and I'm done at the end of this year. Oh, you did start sooner than her. Yeah. Whenever you both graduate and pass your tests, I wish you luck. And um, go ahead. I'll leave the call so you guys can chit chat about getting me a car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't have your your hopes up. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Young or Dumb. I hope you enjoyed the subject and learned something new. Make sure to follow my podcast for more interesting conversations. And remember, be happy and be chill. <laughs>